Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm Perrin. And I'm too far away from the table when Dave starts because that's just how he likes to roll. Uh, this is Cedius. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, shit. No. All right, all right. Uh, trolling, trolling, trolling. <laughs> Lakes and streams are swollen. Keep those flies a-flowing. Ride. We have a guest. All the scotch I'm missing. No, no. Hi, I'm Duck Washington. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for saving Dave, me. I'm never kissing. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm dead sexy. <laughs> well, for dead, yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I find the, the lack of hair disturbing. So I, you, 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 you should tell a story. I find your lack of hair deeply disturbing. So, uh, for those of you who are not in the know, uh, uh, I, He's I, not a I, wizard anymore. I am totally a wizard. I sacrificed my hair for more wizardly powers. He's the other kind of wizard, the uh, the white sheet wearing kind of wizard. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to go pinball, but you might have a different perspective. No. <laughs> I could be a dark wizard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I uh, cut off my beard, shaved my head, and joined a cult. No, he's been in the for a while. a cult. <laughs> well, if I'd known you were cult hunting, I could have made some suggestions. I like me a good cult. <clears throat> so, the reason I did this in the last frickin' week in October is because I had originally planned to do this back in end of August, but scheduling did not work out between uh, my photographers, my stylists... Uh, and I went through several stylists and a couple of photographers trying to, to get things going. And it just was not, was not happening. So, tell us a story, guest, while I uh, pour the... <laughs> oh, that, sure. That, that, that story kind of dropped in the middle of nowhere, but that, that, that's... Oh, funny. yeah. So, I, so I did it yet on, on Sunday. On Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Haircut racing action. That's right. $10 for adults and six, six, six dollars for kids. I take it back. You suck at this. Doc, tell us a story. Nitrous well, first of all, I mean, I want to know, though, because we, like, do you feel, do you feel good about it? Does it, does it seem weird to look at yourself in the mirror after making such a drastic change? Uh, not having the beard is a little weird, but, uh, the, the hair, eh, the hair is whatever. Uh, the world is cold. Do you find you run faster? <clears throat> oh, I am much more aerodynamic. I can fly now. You could ride a bike without being endangered. Because <laughs> the beard could have gone in the gears, or the hair could have just blinded you. One of the things I find that's cool, because I go from having hair to not having hair pretty frequently, um, is is that when you do shave your head at the beginning of winter, um, you don't have to worry about your hair getting messed up when you put hats and stuff on. Yeah, but it's just like Velcro. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I, I got my hair cut for the Army... Uh, pretty much everyone after they got their head just walked around sort of going foom, 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 back and forth on their heads with their hands because it wasn't bald. They don't cut everything off. They leave you, uh, I think it's a quarter inch, inch on top. And that just feels funky, having a quarter inch of hair everywhere. Yeah, that just was weird. I'll tell you, the, the, the barbers in the army were, were cruel because they'd be getting all these guys coming in with their civilian hair and they had this one guy with really long hair. He, you know, looked like a uh, '80s rocker. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you want to keep your hair? 
And, <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, thinking, you know, they weren't going to cut it. Hold out your hand. <laughs> Just like, oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, that was... I, 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 uh, I'm not allowed to actually cut my beard. My wife uh, said she's seen pictures of me without any facial hair. And is like, you look 18, and, and I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> so maybe when I'm 70, I'll cut the facial hair and then be like, found a youth! Oh, God, my back! I do get that a lot, too, when I shave. That, you know, people start to think that I'm, like, in my 20s. I start getting offered roles where I'm playing teenagers. I'm like, no, no, I can't I can't do that. They're like, no, no, we're going to do it like Saved by the Bell where we cast people who are, you know, in their 20s <laughs> to play teenagers. Like, no, I'm, like, 39 years old. I can't. This is not my fault. <laughs> Dave. Uh-oh. Dave killed the cork. Again. Again. Not my fault. Ah, cork killer. Not my fault. Well, I guess you'll just have to suck the cork out. Oh yeah. So what? What is the? What is that bottle? Am I allowed to ask that now, mm. or do we have like a scotch? But it's not one we're drinking right now. No, Dave's messing with me because now he's changed up what I thought he was going to do first because that's his move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Prick. So what we're drinking first is a uh, private bottling, private label bottling that Ooh. I bought. Montgomery's? Yes. Rare select malt scotch whiskey. I don't see single malt, but... It's single barrel. Oh, that's why it's so dark. Yes, it is. um, Bottle number 90 from Cask 779. Um, Does it still got the wood bits in it? It is. It was distilled in 15th November 1995. Bottled in February of 2014, it is from Ben Nevis, aged in oak cask for 18 years. So, so what, what's the proof on this one before we get too far? Because the other one... Mm, I 46. 46, okay, yeah. So this one's, this one's not too bad. It the has, other one's a cask strength. Oh, so. mm-hmm. this has a little, but it does have a little vim. Perhaps some vigor. Some vim, very... Does it have some vim with its vigor? Well, I don't know yet. I haven't tried it. <laughs> I'm joking, get vim with it if we're not uh, careful. Anyway, uh, the, the smell on this so far is uh, quite dark. Yeah. It, 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 Can smell the caramel from here. Yeah, it's, it's a little on the potent side. Hmm. So I have to confess to being quite a bit of a scotch novice, but uh, uh, that, 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 uh, but a, it is a very pleasant smell, this scotch. A little flowery. Yeah. No, uh, we, we, the trick we, is to blurt, blurt out whatever you smell right away before one of us does. Yeah, oh, all right. Because, yeah. you know... Um, seashells! And then everyone's like, oh, oh, I smell seashells too! <laughs> sort of like follow the, follow the leader's nose. You know, it, it, is, it is really funny how people will say, I smell X. And, and then it just it translates. Starts, I mean, usually they're not saying it because they're just being dicks. That's just a side benefit. Um, but uh, you, you start to be able to identify when other people call stuff out. You're like, oh, I guess I do smell that. Or, no, I don't get it. I mean, that's quite legal. All right, we're going to try things. Does anybody smell raspberry? Just see if I, I was going to go with cherry cough syrup myself, but yeah, there's definitely some more, sort of berry something berry, in here. Yeah. One of the sweeter berries, though. Not a, I'm not getting any, uh, any sharpness from it. I guess we'll find out what we drink. So, is it a snozberry? The snozberries taste like snozberries. What if they didn't taste like snozberries? How would you know? That'd be disturbing. Then Willie wouldn't be doing his job, would he? 
Yeah, I'm not getting much else from the nose. There's, there's, there's a touch of the wood. I mean, the, the oak smell yeah. is coming through. There's no it's one else has said it. got a very oaky taste. Oh, Dave sets the pacing mm-hmm. when, right. when you know he's paying Ooh. attention. Mm-mm. People have outpaced him in the past. It's pretty rare, though. And I'm going to say that it's a black cherry. That could be. I'm still nosing, so... Maybe a little cream soda underneath it, too. I'll go... I'll... With the taste, I definitely will agree with you. There's some cream soda. It's the the alcohol is a very warm. Yeah, yeah. It's not a burn. It's just a. There's definitely a warming. Yeah, a warming. I'm I'm enjoying the finish. I mean, having Mm -hmm. drinking the drivel that I've drinking in the past, this is definitely a lot um, kinder to the palate than a lot of the things that I've drinking that were Scotch or whiskey related. (laughs) I think related. Might they might. They might not. <laughs> it it might have just said "wusk" on the label, but well, I, when when the label says "dickle," uh, <laughs> but no, there's definitely a little tannin in the finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The body was pleasantly complex. I mean, not. I'm having trouble calling out the individual elements, but it didn't feel single note. It wasn't just I'm oak or yeah. On caramel or something. I'm actually getting no. I'm not getting a lot of the caramel no. in there. No, I mean, I'm. I'm getting like the vanilla cream for like a cream soda. In the very beginning, I'm getting a, a, a touch like the very front of the palate. It's there and then it's gone, almost root beery. So now with wines, you know, when you're drinking wines, you can you can see the the streaks. Is there something physical about the body oh, okay. of Scotch that is the, worth the, the, regarding? Legs on Scotch or? is not really a thing in the same way that it is with wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can certainly swirl the glass and see what it's like to a degree. I mean, this is there's not a lot of legs on this. This is coming straight down. So yeah. normally, um, the other thing is the color. We're saying this is a very dark mm-hmm. one. That usually means they've added um, caramel coloring. Okay. Because usually... Um, because scotch. scotch is normally green like Coca-Cola is. Okay, Dave. Don't be that full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can be full of shit. Because your beard doesn't hide it anymore. Draw, draw um, a line. Draw a line. But uh, it's usually a very light, pale, straw kind of color. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are some that are darker. Uh, depends on the, the wood and the age. And since this is single barrel, it's possible this is darker... Just because of its the natural, just because without the coloring, um, I doubt that it's depends quite, on if they filtered it too. Yeah, or how much they filtered it. Yeah, but I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. We're munching on crackers, and I've got the the aged Havarti out again because it's aged Havarti. It's aged Havarti, and why wouldn't I get that again? It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Cub, Cub started stocking it again, where Ooh. the last couple of months uh, it hadn't been available, and it was making me cry. All right, so now what we do. As we take you know, a half a cap full of water or so, you yeah. might want to take a little bit more because I gave you too much. But this is since this is a slightly higher than normal percentage. You know, sometimes you do three or four drops, sometimes you do a little more. We do it out. I do it out of the cap because I've had tragic mishaps with the. I'll just pour a little. Oh, it's not coming out. You blug. Oh crap! So the black cherry really comes through. Yeah. No. It's sweetened up a little. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting a lot more. Mm-hmm. The medicinal properties have, have lessened a lot, too. I mean, they're there, but... Oh, yeah. Where's the reset? Is that behind you? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. If your nose stops identifying scents, 
you can reset, in. reset it with coffee grounds. Oh, good to know. Which is why if you ever are in, say, a <clears throat> um, perfume or soap, or soap shop, you'll see little things of um, unground coffee. And you That's wanna, what it's for. And you want to, uh, you know, keep the drug dogs off your tail. But then you'd have to put coffee in your pants and that could chafe. Where are you putting your drugs? Suppositories beard. aren't the best way to do those not, things. Not in his beard anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was there, the best place. There's too. some really pissed off birds. Uh, during the break, oh, or between. And then, and then within the next two weeks, I will show, uh, show you pictures of me holding my beard. And it attempting to strangle you? <laughs> How dare you? I wasn't done yet. So now what you should have, did you keep the beard in the hair at all? Uh, I kept the hair. I'm going to donate it to something that's not locks of love. Science. Mm. Wet, the alcohol comes through a little bit harsher. And the uh, tannins have come out stronger. Yep. I will agree on both counts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely the top of the finish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the the Noah's, I'm not really... Maybe a little more butterscotchy than it was, too. But outside of that... I think we pretty much hit it's everything. It's kind of lost the, the warm burn. Yeah. I, I would agree with that as well. It's, um... Yeah. The, the... Yeah. It's now harsh. It's a little harsh. And there's not much flavor to the no. body. Yeah, the complexity is gone. The finish isn't ugly. No. No. It's just nondescript. Yeah. But there is one. I mean, we, we don't want to say yeah. that it, it goes away. It's just neat... It had this nice... I can't describe it. That's it Pleasant it, set of flavors it, that it, made it, it, it taste good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Where this, it starts with the whole... Okay, let me let me wait for the alcohol burn to fade. Give me a minute. <clears throat> no, seriously, give me a minute. Almost there. Okay, so what do you think now? And I'm like, I'm sorry, you, were you talking to me? Because I've, I've lost interest. Yeah. It, it just lingers a little too long. And, and I'm, I've never been a fan of tannin. See, I don't mind the tannins. I just no. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. I'm just whether it's in wine or scotch or anything else, I, the tannin doesn't make me happy. This level doesn't make me cry. I've had some wines or scotch wines, especially where you're just like, oh, I'm sucking on a giant tannin, and it really kind of mm-hmm. ruins anything else. Because who wants to suck on a tannin? But uh. Tannin suckers. Yeah, but really. Biff's wife? I mean, I, no, wait, that's... Um, I don't know. Make like a tree, get out of here, butthead. That was so so nice to have the... Well, let's look around and see what came true. Not much. Not the Cubs. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> so close. And yet doomed eternally to disappointment. They never should have kicked that gypsy. <laughs> all, all I remember is when I was in school and the Cubs were looking like they might make the playoffs. And they had a, I, I had one game playoff with San Diego, my hometown. and uh, Or no, it was a series. Anyway, my one of my teachers was an ardent Cubs fan. Man, was it fun to gloat in his face. Mm. And Patty, but fun. <laughs> Just as an experiment, I added extra water. Yeah, it didn't help. It's just watered down now. 
So now, when we added the first water, that, I mean, that's like really when we started noticing it not being as impressive. Do we think that mm-hmm. the, the the water had an impact on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It probably took it, depending on who, how much you had and how much water you added, it was at 46%, probably took it. A lot of them are start at 40. Um, it probably took it down to around 40. Um, hard to I'm. I, I'm not good at estimating the alcohol content post water, but um, this is one where definitely 46 is the right yeah mm-hmm. the, the right alcohol ne- level. Neat was the word to have this one because wet in no form did me any good. It has the the classic tasting notes of a private bottling, which no is coloring, huh? Does that say it? Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm really liking that then, if that's, that's got no coloring. Yeah, it's really dark for no coloring. That's... By the way, gentle listeners, uh, we are this tonight's episode is an independent bottler episode. Well, I mean, at least in theory, if we can get that other one open. So, we have Montgomery's Highland. Montgomery's have selected the very finest single casks of malt scotch whiskeys to be bottled... For the delight of the connoisseur, the distilleries of the Highlands produce a wide variety of styles of malt whiskies, ranging from malts with subtle characteristics and delicate fragments to ones with full-bodied, complex flavors. No coloring. No chill filtration. <laughs> no holds no barred. And this is the Ben Nevis, aged in an oak cask for 18 years. And this is actually quite quite the rarity, considering the fact that most Highlands are triple distilled. Yeah. So usually they don't have a lot of a lot of flavor or complexity to them because they suck out all the flavor in in the filtration systems, and so you're left with like, oh, tastes like wood and caramel coloring, because usually the uh, the filtering sucks out the you can see them after the, sucking yeah. out the filters because, you know, all the flavor's there. Yes. Uh, a lot of the Highlands are also um, flowery. Okay. Sweeter. So so what is so what does Highland mean? Like what does uh, that mean? It's from, it's from like Scotland. It's, it's from Scotland. Is, okay. The, the Highlands map. of Scotland. There happens to be a map on the back of the box. Look, all you people on the radio. Yes. <laughs> or inner tubes. So, it's right above the lowlands. <laughs> So the heart of whiskey country is the Whiskey Trail, which is a lovely row of distilleries, is mostly Highlands, and it runs through the heart of the Highland, Highlands of Scotland. Then there's Lowland. There's, I mean, you different people will argue different divisions, but you basically Highlands, Lowlands, Isla, um, the Islands, and... Um, Appleton. Campbellton. Well, depends. If you like their map, there's Highlands, Lowlands, Island, and Isla. Oh, and Speyside. That was the one I couldn't remember. The one we hate. Campbellton. Well, Campbellton is. A, I would. I would. I would argue is too strong, but it can be said that it is a subset of Highland. Really, I would have thought it was a subset of Lowlands, but uh, I'd have to look at the map again. I can't remember, but. Um, Anyway, the Highlands tend to be mild. They're a good starting point. If somebody has not had single malts and isn't sure whether they like 
you know, peated or smoky mm-hmm. or this or that. The Highlands are, and I don't, I like some of them. They're inoffensive, though. They tend to be kind of meh. And sometimes they're meh, blech. <laughs> and sometimes they're meh. No, it was, it was okay. I like that. But that's that's where it gets a little bit more to taste. And I think I have a little bit more fondness for Highlands than these than two. These yeah, Highlands are a slightly better version of Speyside. What? What? So, what are your favorite areas? Um, We're both Ely guys, for the most yeah. part. Well, and I, I'm very fond of it too. I, I tend to be more specific distilleries, or, um, although the the problem is, and this is both the glory and the horribleness of single malts. You try a single malt, and for if it's not one of the major distilleries common um, dis- distillations. Mm-hmm. The one you have this year and the one you have 10 years from now could taste completely different because it's it's aged through a different time frame. They may have tweaked the, the other components of it. Their master um, distiller may have died and they picked up a new one and this guy's like, that guy was nuts. I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this. Yeah, so this one, the one I'm, you just had is... A little unique because it's a single cask so everything in it it's what it is right another cask could be completely different the the master distiller sort of mixes the casks together to get this is what you know the base is and then adds other age amounts of other ages to achieve um the the final product it's all from the same distillery so it's considered considered a single malt um and if you're dealing with like the big ones, uh, Glenfiddich, Glenmorangie, um, Glenlivet. You know, Glenlivet, the Glenlivet 12 is always going to be the Glenlivet 12. They always make sure it tastes the same, whether mm-hmm. it's this year or What's the Budweiser of Scotch? Yeah. But if you're getting more obscure or smaller distilleries, there's a huge amount of variation. So, I mean, I might say Springbank 21 is my favorite all-time Scotch. But it was the Springbank 21 I had in Scotland in in 2003. No, 1. 2001. 6. 12. (laughs) 29. 2001. And so, who the hell knows if it's going to taste as good if I have it now or Mm -hmm. better. Um, I like Arbolur. There's there's some really nice Arbolurs. Aberfeldy we've liked quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Lefroy. Yeah, Lafroy has done well mm-hmm. with us. Uh, Beaumar has done relatively well with us. Lagavulin, the, oh, yeah. the, the, the the base, the Distillers Edition didn't thrill us, but the, yeah. the base sixteen was was quite good. Now Berlotti, on the other hand, its record it's saddened us. Its record is spotty, but it's got a couple of you know it it, it has one really stellar one that we've had, a couple yeah. of relatively mediocre ones, and a lot of really bland, not worth your money ones from from our perspective so i mean even the same distillery can do odd things Rulati, it tasks me there's so many of them there's yeah just so many that's of them. the other thing is that in order to try and diversify and always have something new um a lot of distilleries are coming out with things that i i'm pumpkin spice no, I'm just... oh, <laughs> God, I hope not. but i won't put it past them um i'm doing that I'm doing a pumpkin spice single malt. <laughs> You're doing it all on your own. Yeah. We don't know you anymore. I mean, his common sense must have been kept in his beard. Proof, proof that it's not really Dave. <laughs> but 
But you know, they're they're constantly the white girls wouldn't be able to stop drinking. It's it. true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, we oh, need we... to score it first. Oh, yeah. right. Whoa, don't, what don't, are you doing? Don't get too far. I'm wanting more he, beer. I'm looking he, at you, he, and it's completely facing. destroyed my brain. Yeah, you said beer. Yeah. Yeah. You, want, you more want more beer? You did, you did say beer. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I can't look at him anymore. Ah! You've only had the one pair, and I know you're not drunk. No, I'm not. I'm just my eyes and my my brainstem are trying to kill each other. Stop! Get it. away from me, Gru. <laughs> I don't think you should do that, Dave. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we got to score this thing. So uh, for those tuning in for the first time, welcome. Our scoring system is as follows. It is a five-point scale from one to five, decimals being allowed. Three is the absolute average. It means it did not thrill you, it did not cause you pain, it's just there and it exists and that's all you can say about it. Five is the best shit you've ever had in your mouth, and one is a war crime. And so uh, on that, I'm going to turn scoring over to Bald Guy. That's, that's you, Mr. I don't have a beard anymore. Oh, right, right. Hey, bald guy, give me a score. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate it solely on the dry, because or neat, because... Yeah, the wet, pretend the wet never happened. Well, that wasn't horrific, but it certainly did, does detract from it. Uh, uh, so, you know, it was... It was really nice. It it had some some complex flavors. It wasn't a single note. The coloring on it was was fantastic. Tasted good. Didn't didn't burn. It was very nice warming. Uh, I think I'm gonna go uh, three seven. Dave is starting off generously, in my opinion. I think it was tasty. I don't think it was quite that tasty. Um, I agree that this is definitely one I would do neat. Um, wet was, was definitely a detraction from, from the not brilliant flavors that were there before, but, but much more to my tastes and, and much more diverse danced on my tongue a little bit where, where neat, or I'm sorry, wet, it just burned my tongue and that was no fun at all. Uh, I only think it's a three, five. I think it's clearly a case of hair envy. Um, I'm going with the three, seven. That was my my score before he spoke. I'm keeping it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a very pleasant flavor. Um, warning. The shiny head hypnotizes him. <laughs> no, and it's just he, he, he sees a little out in the mirror himself. Hey, looking good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that um, you know it's something I'd happily go out and buy again. Um, by the way, this is. Uh, it was a reason, very reasonable. Oh, well, I'll, I'll hold off on price until we're done. But it wasn't bad. Okay. Um, being the novice, um, I'm going to go with a four. And that mostly comes with the comparison to the other things that I've had. Um, um, although, I mean, in I, I have had Oban in the past that I thought was quite good. But... Uh, um, but other than that, I, I feel like this is a is is definitely on the on the upper tier um, of the things that I've tasted. Um, I will agree that I think drinking it neat was that that was where the enjoyment came. Um, uh, I really enjoyed having it in my mouth before we put the water in it, and after we did um, a lot of the things that were really 
bringing it to life in my mouth just kind of went away. So that's where I would stand. Okay. So you is Russian judge. <laughs> <laughs> the um, bon. uh, I got this on sale from Mervyn's. Hmm. Mervyn's, excuse me. Um, they were having a sale during the state fair, and then they had, if you buy more than one bottle, they were taking another 10% off. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I think, I, I think it was only about like 55 bucks. Oh, that's worth it. Yeah. That's hella worth for, it. For, for that price, I would, I would stock it. 50, somewhere between 55 and 65. I'd have to go back and look at the receipt, but it was, it was something that I did not feel too painful at the time. And I definitely don't feel painful about it now. So now that we're at our, at the midpoint of the episode, yeah, maybe we should, we should, we, should we, pimp some shit. Well, we, we should definitely let uh, Doc talk about uh, what specifically brings him here now. I mean, I wanted him on the show before, but uh, he and I spoke briefly when I was searching for guests, and, and we agreed now would be an opportune time. Yeah! So, I wrote a play. Um, I wrote a play for Fearless Comedy Productions, uh, which me and Cedius and, and I are both members. Um, that's... Uh, about my experiences growing up as a multiracial individual and kind of my perceptions of the world that way. It gets a little odd. It's a play entitled Caucasian Aggressive Pandas and Other Mulatto Tales. The title story of, of this play is, uh, 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 is basically a, a scenario where I come across two racist pandas um, that have been experimented on in the lab, made highly intelligent... Um, but also given a, uh, uh, a huge hatred for white people. And me being mixed race, they're confused as to whether or not they should kill and eat me or not. Uh, so they begin this big debate about, am, am I really black or white? Or, you know, do I get to go or, or do I get to die? And it's, it's a very fun, very fun interactive conversation. And there's tons of different weird oddball stories and a lot of little true stories as well that, that filter throughout the throughout the play. Uh, it's at the Bryant Lake Bowl, um, where we do a lot of shows on November 13th, 14th, 21st, and uh, 20th, um, 7 o'clock. Um, it's going to be a hell of a good time. I'm super excited about it. It's probably uh, the most personal thing I've ever written and one of the most ridiculous. Uh, you've written awesome. other things before, right? So this isn't your first foray? This is, this is not my first foray. Um um, I've written things for the Minnesota Fringe Festival. Um, I wrote a show a few years ago called called uh, Couch Aliens vs. the False World, um, which was about a, a depressed guy who finds an interdimensional alien in his couch, and they have to stop a badass evil green priest in red robes um, so he can get over his depression. Like you do. Yeah, like you do. Um, and that show is super fun, um, but... Uh, uh, but this one, this one is a little bit more personal because of the. I've been wanting to write a show that that dealt with race for quite some time, and this is the first opportunity I've really had to put that out there. Um, but I've written other things for the Fringe Festival, um, lots of shorts, lots of uh, various things. Um, um, but this is this this is probably the most personal piece I've ever put together. I've seen you perform at a bunch of things, but I don't know that I've ever seen anything you've written. So I'm looking forward very much to taking that new side. Are you performing in it? I am. I am also. I play myself, so it's a little. It's a little weird. Not um, a panda. Where like normally, 
No, there are other, like, I, I realized when I was writing it that all the really fun parts, you know, the pandas, the the racist old man, the, um, you know, the Grim Reaper and, and, and Charon from uh, the Greek mythology, like, like, I wrote those for everybody else, and they all just interact with me as, as duck. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just kind of wrote myself as the straight man through this whole play. Um, um, but it's awesome. It's it's great. Welcome to life, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm, I, we're all really super excited about it. Um, rehearsals are are in process right now, and we're just having an an absolute blast. Um, you know, it's really hard to 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 keep from breaking. Um, so hopefully, we'll figure out how to do that before the show opens <laughs> in a few weeks. Um, but right now, like you know, uh, somebody somebody will call me an Uncle Tom, and and like my response will just I, I can't look at somebody and it's like I either want to hit you or laugh. I don't really know, uh, but it's a line that I wrote, so he has to say it. Um, um, but it's it's crazy. We have um, a lot of uh, cross gender cans casting, a lot of cross race casting. Um, no blackface, you know, nothing nothing cross like that. Species. But. Um, we do have cross-species casting, indeed. Um, you mean there aren't pandas in this one? There, well, I mean they'll look like pandas. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do them up like pandas. But we, you know, we just don't have the funds to see panda faces. Higher pandas uh, that offensive yet? So it's still okay. <laughs> um, do you, do you, as you were as you're rehearsing it, do you ever go? Oh, I thought that would be sound different when people said it. I'm going to rewrite that. I, uh, there's, I mean, a couple things. Like, and I gave the cast kind of at the beginning of the thought that it's like if something doesn't fit perfectly in your mouth, like I'm flexible. Like we can change the phrase <laughs> on a sentence. Um, you know that 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 to me isn't a really big deal. I just I want it to be easy and I want it to be uh, intelligible for the audience. And I don't think that we've done a lot of that so far. Um, um, but there, you know, but it does happen. And it's the first time that the show's ever been produced. So, um, I feel like we can workshop it in that way a little bit. Nifty. If I, if I wasn't tied to, to a toddler, I'm sure I'd be there. As it is, eh, it's up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 under, I understand that. I understand that. Um, um, uh, and and trust me, there's only one swear word, but there no, there is panda mutilation. It's not even that. It's <laughs> that you hear constantly from the audience. Why did panda? What what's the panda doing? Why did it do that? How come? Can I hug the panda? Well, the other the other problem is opening weekend is OmegaCon weekend for us. So yeah, all all three of us the the hosts will all be at Omega Fall. So well, well, it's opening weekend. But. Well, and, and OmegaCon is awesome, but it does run another weekend. So if it you does. Can, if you're an OmegaCon, you know, person, just 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 mark mark coming for the next weekend. That's, yep. yeah, that's, that, that's that, what that, I'd encourage that is, you to do. That is my plan. So so that is one amongst the other things that will be going on for Fearless next month. As always, we have our uh, our standing shows. The first Friday we have, or is it still first Friday that we do? That we do uh, uh, fully, believable? fully believable. I do believe so. Yes. Okay. So first Friday we'll have fully believable you at fully the Phoenix. Believe that it will be. I do fully believe that it will be on the first. And if Friday. I'm wrong, also won't collect me because he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> um, and then we will have uh, Fearless Lab the second Tuesday, and those are the only shows that I think are going to be happening before this episode, or, or I'm sorry, immediately after this episode goes live and before the next one does. But after that, so you can plan ahead, we also have our third Thursday show. 
which is Double Blind Improv. So if you're in the local area and you haven't made it out to any of those shows yet, what's wrong with you? You're missing some great entertainment. They're so, super fun. Like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm always excited when I when I get to perform in those shows, and you should you should come see them as well. I have been in the audience for most of those shows. Uh, I, I haven't been able to make all of them because life, you know, is a thing. But I, I've been to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, no, even I have a life, Dave. Don't, don't even... Even I have a life. Excellent. Just well saying. Well played, sir. Well played. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on this grenade before you can make it worse. No. He does I make most life. of them, though. I, I, I do, indeed. <laughs> I do too. I guess that means I don't have. I'm much so alone. No, you you have a real life. I yes. have a theater life, which is like a real life, wishes it could be. <laughs> I have with a, a bunch of people who life. with a bunch of people who are very good at pretending <laughs> that they like me. <laughs> yep, exactly. You say improv, I say farce. It's called the whole thing off. Yeah. Um, it works, man. It works. I will say this. I already got the day off for November 18th. Or, I'm sorry. December 18th? December 18th. What's December? Star Wars! Star Wars. Because my daughter would be in daycare, and my wife and I will not go to work. And then we'll go to Star Wars, and we'll enjoy the hell out of it. And she'll be in daycare. See how that works? Do you have your tickets already? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. I uh, I have tickets to the eleven thirty show on the seventeenth. Yeah, well, I, that was something. It's we, difficult. That yeah. was something we gave up for toddler. Yeah, under understandable. Understandable. I, I am well on my way to planning to be at the theater second or third weekend because that's how I roll, um, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, I, I'm not a spoilers guy, and most of my friends will probably speak cryptically around me anyway, and therefore I won't care. And if I hear an actual conversation going on, I'll just go the other direction. And that's fine. I, I don't even try to get into the early showings or first weekend. It's just too many people. I, I can't people that many people. There's a lot of people at those, granted. But it's, it's such a unique... It's the only time you're going to be able to watch those movies that way. With like that kind of an atmosphere and like... After episode one, fuck that shit. Yeah, I, I, I just, I can't. I proved I don't learn. (laughs) I saw episode one with a big group of people. We were so hopeful and we were crushed. So we came back to see if it would get better for episode two. And And it didn't. It got worse. And we were crushed (laughs) further. And by the time episode three came around, we were so fucked up we didn't give a damn. And so we saw it again in a big group because pain shared is shared pain. So for episode one, I did eight people for for the midnight showing, and then I had pre pre purchased tickets for the first seven o'clock mm-hmm. showing the next day, where I had twenty six people, and it was I, I I took a nice little break during the podcasting race that was the pod racing scene, <laughs> the podcasting race. I do a a lot of audio work, and to me, the pod racing scene is one of the most amazing audio sequences in film that that I that I've seen. Like every, there's so much detail and finesse Mm -hmm. in the way all of those pods sound that it 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 makes me like like there are things that I can I find redeemable about that first movie. There's not so much in that second movie. Um, 
Yeah, I was just. I don't like. Bit, I was just a ball of bitter by the third movie. Bitter, angry, grumpy old old parent. But you know, it's given me something to be pissed about yeah. for years. So there, you know, there's a plus there. But I do have hope. I do have. I'm, I can't promise you that it's going to be hope? a great movie. I have a new hope. I do have a new hope. <laughs> Um, and I was really skeptical when they first announced that they were doing them, you know, and then they announced J.J. Abrams and I was like, well, I remember when he made the first a Star Trek player. movie that he made and I remembered thinking, that's a lot of, it wasn't, players. it wasn't a Star Trek movie, but it seemed like it, you know, it seemed like it wanted to be a Star Wars movie. And then he even confessed that he was more of a Star Wars fan than he was a Star Trek fan. So I was like, well, maybe he'll do some justice to Star Wars that way. But then the thing that really kind of pushed me over in the hope. Um, was when they signed Lawrence Kasdan as a co-writer who mm-hmm. who wrote Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost mm. Ark, um, you know, uh, the Grand Canyon with you know Kevin Klein or whatever. Um, he knows his shit. He but he's he's a great writer and and he has a proven record with you know this franchise and similar franchises. So that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of gives me a little hope. Um, and I, I really like some of the actors that they cast, some of the new blood that's coming mm-hmm. on board. Um, I'm, and I'm just excited to see see if it can live up to my expectation. So we have this other scotch in front of us, and, and oh, we yes. have for a while. I know, right? And so uh, Dave's getting anxious over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the Glenmore 1978. 20? 20 years. No. Well, I... Not. I don't know when it was bottled because this is a, a uh, it's independent two thousand four. Yeah, it's so twenty six. So four and eight is four. Math is twenty six. Twenty five. Twenty six. Yeah. Well, depending on what time of the year. Yeah. But yeah. basically twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. No, that'd be twenty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, depending on the and time of year that it was bottled. It is natural cast strength, so we expect Beware. much in the nose. <laughs> so I mean, th- this is one. For science, we'll taste it neat because we, we've done okay with it. It but smells fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's got. I, I mean, I was really expecting it to to pimp slap my nose. See, it, it kind it's of got... does pimp slap my nose. So I don't it doesn't know. pimp slap my. Like to me, it kind of reminds me. Yeah, my of, nose ain't a wuss. Of walking into a in, walking into a sauna, like where you get that warm wood smell. Um, mm-hmm. It's just inviting and like, oh yeah, I want to be in there. Like I'm, I'm glad I you totally want to be in this. Walking this. into a sauna, smelling. Sweat. Smelling the wood and going, yeah. oh, wait. The wood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bound chicka wow. See, I can be juvenile too, guys. I don't, think, I don't think anybody's ever smelled that kind of wood and been like, ah, what, a, what an inviting smell. <laughs> I smell. It's peaty. <laughs> wait, no. I, no. <laughs> Rewind. Delete. Continue. Ah. <laughs> So uh, I'm I'm not actually getting I'm I'm not getting a whole lot of nose. A little lemon. It's a little floral. Lemon. Hmm. I hear those trees aren't very. Well, they're kind of pretty. I I'm getting Fairly alcohol sweet. and I'm getting citrus and I'm I'm identifying the citrus as lemon, but. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. Maybe a little caramel. I don't know. I'm just not getting a whole. I'm going butterscotch no. on the sweet. Mm. All right. Here we go. Or maybe honey. Oh, I could see you'll, honey. You'll, you'll taste I, the I get lemon. honey. That sounds... You'll taste that lemon. Oh, damn. You will taste That's... that motherfucking lemon. <laughs> yeah. That lemon? There's a... 
Woohoo, lemon! And then yep, there's that cast strength. A again. whole lot of cast strength coming, coming, yep. roaring down the pipe behind the lemon. <laughs> I was like, "Hi, I'm Lemon. Hi, I'm his buddy, Cast Strength." <laughs> Get out of the way! <laughs> so, would you say this is a slice of lemon wrapped around a large golden brick? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we we found the Pangalactic Argo Blaster. Excellent. Of scotches. And this scotch is definitely clearer, less yeah. dark than the the one we had previously. Uh, that was a mistake. What? Do not breathe in through the mouth. Mistake. Mistake. Must fix. Oh God! Fire! Put it out. <laughs> so I'm going with a light dilution first. No, I'm skipping right past that. I'm going heavy. I am getting the lemon now. Yeah, it's like, hey, I. Hey, did you know? Did you know? I, I oh, have I smell the lemon a lot more now. Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the things when you when you make some make scotch wet, um, add water, you un, you can unlock a lot of interesting flavors. Sometimes, unfortunately, what you do is you just dilute it till mm-hmm. boring. But sometimes it it really opens up. Yeah, the heavy water that I put in it, the lemon is still there, but it's lighter. I'm still getting way too much alcohol in the nose. It's a little brutal. Now, do you think? Do you think that distilleries specifically make it with the intent that you would put water in it, some of them? Yeah, well, with a cast strength, yeah, it's usually... Yeah, they, 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 they typically suggest a one-to-one ratio for cask strength. I know people... Um, who... This was strangely pleasant uh, with just a cap full of water. It's very lemony, but I don't hate lemon. No. And the, the, the real sourness of it when it was neat has gone away, and it's just... Just the lemon uh, flavor of it, so it's it's very unique. I've mm, I've never I, had a lemony scotch before. Nope, and not and it's not even in the oh I'm drinking lemon, lemon pledge. pledge. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's actually it's it's pretty all right. Uh, the nose, other than opening up the lemon, the nose is still pretty gone. I've tried very light dilution, mm. and now what I would have gone with this to start. And I'm still not getting much in the way of the nose. Yeah, I'm going to say the palate with the heavy water does not do much for me. Still well, I, I we, guess we, for science, we, I'll have to put another cap in. Science! Science! We, we, I'm drinking for science! <laughs> That's the best way. Yep. Write it off in your taxes. The, um, the palate I'm getting now, uh, you, you made that lemon pledge joke earlier. I, I'm, I'm getting a very lemony, astringent thing. It's... it's, it's not quite Springbank 15, but it's dangerously reminiscent. We had an experience. They're, they're not fond of Springbank 15. Okay. We had a bad experience. What a bad experience. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I've, had, I've had bad trips that were better. I, um, I'm, glad was, I, I'm glad I missed that show because was I had Springbank 10 and I loved it. That wasn't a well, show. I that liked was, it. That was Club. And 21, and I loved it. And I'm, yeah, so, I'm still unblemished. On my Springbank experience. So for those who have not listened to previous episodes, uh, one, uh, unless you're new for shame. If you're new, you have time. Um, we've told this story before. We, Dave and I, were in a scotch club with a couple of friends of ours where the intention was to drink single malts we never had before. We rotated who was hosting. Host would keep the bottle, and therefore the host tended to uh, splurge a little bit on um, the bottle they bought for their hosting because they knew they'd get to keep it. We were still naive in thinking that more expensive means better, right? 
And so I brought, bought the Springbank 15, which at the time was a $90 bottle, I think. Um, and I'm a dick. And so the uh, bottle smelled unpleasantly of astringent and other cleaning products and tasted similarly. And we were not fans. We added water, and it did not get better. Uh, is that kind of the consensus around the room? Oh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah, we all was, hated that. It was that, terrible. That was the first unanimous thumbs-down scotch that we had had, because at, at that point we were doing thumbs-up, thumbs-down, neutral. Um, and, yeah, we all hated that one. We, we, we still did not hate it enough that we would commit alcohol abuse and expressly pour it out. That only happened once. That only happened once. Um, but we came... We, we had the discussion as to whether or not pouring it out was legal. Uh, wow. and, and, and we decided that... Uh, Pour it on we, the grave of one of your enemies. And we, 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 we would tough it out. And uh, my, my means of getting rid of that bottle, which I, I did do, and I did drink it, I did not pour it down the drain, was to add copious amounts of ginger ale. Which is why my standing threat on the show is, this would be nice with ginger ale. That is my passive-aggressive way of saying, oh God, oh God, make it stop. I had, I had used, I joked before I started on this show of, I've never met a single malt I didn't like. I have now. We have solved it, that problem. It wasn't that one, but I got introduced to several. Yeah. Um, well, you, 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 you drink this many bottles, you're going to find some not winners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that's the point. That's, that's why the tagline of the show, when we remember to pimp it, is we try it before you buy it. And I, that's I, right. I was it, telling my wife, <clears throat> I, my personal motto is, "I drink so you don't have to." Mm-hmm. So, that's the uh, that's the unofficial official model of, motto of uh, the two thousand one two thousand two uh, convergence consuite. Yeah. Well, there you go. So this is Scott's selection, Glenmore, nineteen seventy eight, Highland single Highland malt. Specially matured and bottled in Scotland. That's really not that special. No. There are very few real traditional master distillers, all in caps, left still practicing their fine art in Scotland today. New technology has meant that distilling Scotch whiskies is done mainly by sophisticated computers. However, Robert Scott has stood the test of time, and with over 50 years of his working life spent Wait, on his true love. Are those all in, every time you do that, is that in all caps? Yes. Or, how, how, <laughs> how, how did you recognize it was capital 50? Because it's 50. Oh. Spelled out. <laughs> okay, then. Of course. To ask a silly question. <laughs> I, 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 I made an assumption. I am an ass. Working life spent on his true love, apart from his wife, of distilling the finest rare Scotch whiskies. Natural strength, 56.0% alcohol by volume. I want to read a book written by the person you who wrote that. You will find it very <laughs> difficult indeed to find any other living soul. With more experience or expertise in the craftsmanship of selecting fine Scots whiskies. Here Robert has selected as one of 
his personal favorites in order to give you whiskey lovers throughout the world opportunity to taste and savor this fine superior whiskey. Okay, now I'm sure you're making it up. The fruit of a lifetime's experience. Oh, oh, you think? <laughs> you think? You think I would make up a scotch label? Why would I bother? There's... Okay. Okay, he did not. The of is capitalized as red. So. <laughs> I think somebody was like. Well done, sir. Thank you. His cat was like walking across the keyboard as he was typing this, and things got randomly capitalized. capitalized. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm not redoing this. I'm bored. Where... Send. There, this is <laughs> random. It's completely Dude. random, like what's capitalized and what's not. And some of the words are like the first letter is capitalized and the rest of it's not. I just like it's Robert. <laughs> Those might be sentences. Let's let's try this. I mean, <laughs> traditional master distillers, fine art, Scotland Scotch whiskey is Robert Scott, fifty apart from his wife, finest. <laughs> Living soul expertise, or experience expertise, craftsmanship, Robert, one of throughout world opportunity. It's clearly a clue from beyond the grave. Now, Dan, go, Brown, Dan Brown missed a book on it. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, scramble Scott those words Davis. around and, ma- and, and make something... Uh, Worthwhile, dear listeners, and post it on the forums. I will say this. It's an it comes in a lovely box. It does. It does come in a lovely this box. Is, it's got a little latch. Yeah, Scott's come in nice boxes. That's for sure. But, uh... We, we, that's, we, that's I, I have to say, of, of the independent bottlers, the Scots have really let me down. Uh, I, I think <clears> of the three or four I've had, I've only liked one. The McAllen that I did? Or was it Highland Park? I don't remember which... The Scots was that I liked, but I, I, I do recall it not being a high number. The Kalila did not do well with me. The Brulati did not do well with me. This is not doing well with me. I'm trying to think of the, the main... There's Battle Hill... Um, Chieftains. Chieftains. Scots. Campbell... Uh, uh, Cam... Cammon Down... Mm. Something like that. Montgomery. Montgomery. And there's Cameron. one more that Gordon I... Gordon McPhail. Gordon McPhail. Gordon McPhail. That was the one I couldn't remember. Um... And it, yeah, those I gotta say, it's it's not to say that we haven't had some hit or hit or miss with what the distilleries put out, but the private bottlings are private labels are really who the hell knows? You could get really lucky and get an amazing scotch for because the the private labels are usually I think slightly less. So what the tr- the trick here is is that the the, the brand the bottler is Scotts. But the distillery is Glen Moore. Okay. So what they do is they buy uh, X number of casks of Glen Moore or whatever distiller that, distillery that they they get their hands on, and and then they try to make it taste good. And sometimes they succeed, sometimes they don't. Uh, they're really it's it is very hit or miss because they do have a, a, a smaller selection mm-hmm. of of things to work with than. You know, then the Glenmore Distillery, they're going to sell away a, a small portion of what they have, and then they're going to bottle the rest once they figure out, like, ah, this is what we want for for this year to put out, 
And, oh, Scott's wants to buy some? Sure, give him those dregs. Mm-hmm. Like, those don't fit in our recipe or in our, the proportions of the recipe that they want. So then they, they sell them off to the other distillery, to the, the independent bottlers, who then try to figure out how they can make it taste. And sometimes, mm-hmm. now sometimes they just sell a cask, right. which mm-hmm. is what we had with the other one, where, you know, it... Here, here's your cask. Right. And they don't go through and, like, try and find, here's the shitty casks, and you just, you have no idea. No, or yeah. something like this. The other the other thing that's always interesting mm-hmm. is when it's a um, distillery that has gone out of business. Mm-hmm. And when they go out of business, they often have large stocks of, of aging scotch. Mm-hmm. And... They've finally learned, uh, collectively, they, the distilleries, distillers, private labels, that rather than just take it and dump it in a giant vat and sell it as, like, you know, Frank's mixed booze, they they will either continue to age them or they will take them and bottle them off as, hey, this is the last Glen whatever you're ever going to get. Which so is why through the nose. Which is why I'm curious as to what Nika is going to do now that they've shut down yeah. doing their single malts. So, although and, since Nika's still a functioning right, distillery, they're just not doing a, single malt anymore. Yeah. So I have to check because I just had like this Da Vinci Code kind of moment that maybe there could be hidden messages in these capital letters. I just have to see if they. I'm being held prisoner right. in a Scottish <laughs> distillery. Don't save me. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like they're spelling out well, any specific I, I, words. I am going to save our audience. If there's a code, it's beyond me. By giving this a low score, and by a low score, I mean a 2.2. This did nothing for me. I mean, I like lemon as a flavor. I do not like astringent as a flavor. Uh, mm. I, I do like it as a, a skin treatment, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't like it in my mouth. So, uh, 2.2. So there I was, rubbing it all over my body. Kind of burned. Um... I, I'm going to go slightly higher just because its uniqueness was interesting. Um, I liked it closer to a pure cask strength. The dilute mm-hmm. just didn't do much for me. I'm just going to go with a 2.4, I think. I mean, slightly higher. Yeah. This one was odd for me. I I didn't hate it. Certainly I didn't dilute it a whole lot, but... You know, and and it was very lemony, but after the first couple of drinks, it, it it grew on me. And the first drink was like, "Oh my God, lemon! Don't let me die." But <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm gonna think I'm gonna go at two eight. I think that this Scotch's downfall was the cork. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I blame Dave. Yeah, we totally blame Dave. Um, no, I mean, I mean, to me, it was still. I mean, it was, it was, it was better than some things that I had. I think, I think at cask strength, to me, it was that. That's a little too much alcohol for my taste. Um, but once we diluted it down a little bit, it was okay. It definitely wasn't as good as the first scotch that we had. Um, so I'll go two seven. Again, I'm a Russian judge. I accept this. Duh. I accept. But we uh, we reached the end of the show, and so as per tradition, we, we haven't warned the guests. We will close out with a toast, and you were in here, fucker. So, do you have a toast, Doc? Sure. Uh, here's to you, and here's to me. Better friends they'll never be. If if F at odds will ever be, well then fuck you, and here's to me. Here. here. <laughs> <laughs>